Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just Us Browns Fans. If this is your first time, welcome, and thank you for visiting. This is the place where we talk about our favorite subject, which is the Cleveland Browns. I am James. Hi, and I'm Lisa. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield. Baker... So, to start it off, we want to talk about the Russell Wilson trade rumor. So, it's, it was alleged that the Seahawks offered Russell Wilson in exchange for the number one overall draft pick the year that we drafted Baker Mayfield. Any thoughts on that? Well, my initial thoughts were shock. I know there were quite a few quarterbacks that were available that year, but I was really shocked that they, the Seahawks would be willing to move away from a proven entity like Russell Wilson. So that that's my first thought. Um, as a Browns fan, I was, if I had heard that during the time, I think that would have just created way too much anxiety because it was already stressful enough trying to figure out which one of the four quarterbacks we should have we should have drafted. So I'm glad I True. didn't find out about it until now. <laughs> <laughs> you and the rest of Browns Nation, right? Right, right. It's like what are you team Baker? Are you team, you know, uh, what was the other guy's name? Joe Joe, um, I can't think of anybody's name right now, but you, we all remember that. It was it was stressful. Everybody had an opinion. It was a strong opinion. Everybody said that the other guy was a bum and their guy was the man. So, but we're over that now. We're over that. I'm glad it's just a rumor right now because if it really happened, I mean, it just would have been another piece of uh, quote unquote failed Browns history. Uh, because you can never make anyone, you can never make everyone happy. 50% would have thought we should have made the trade, and other 50% would have thought we should keep it. And it was just like you said. Anxiety amongst Browns Nation. Right. And I'm, out. <laughs> I'm not even including the Saquon Barkley group. Right. <laughs> so that was another drama. So yeah, yeah. We we're exactly. good. Exactly. We're good. We're good. So that was uh John Dorsey making the calls back then. John Dorsey drafted Baker Mayfield, correct? Correct. Okay. So oh, I mean. My personally, I was, you know, I kind of tilted my head to the side, like, what? Like, but I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe they didn't want to pay Russell Wilson what he was owed and they wanted to find someone else, you know, a better suitor to pay Russell. They, you know, Cleveland always has so much money left in the salary cap, and it's possible that they would have um, concentrated a little bit built that defense up again while having a rookie quarterback that they can pay not as much as they were had to pay Russell. This is true. So this, this is definitely yeah. true. Money makes a lot of decisions. And, Absolutely. And a lot of futures. A lot of futures. Absolutely. And Pete being the I mean, Pete Carroll, he probably would mold mesh well with any quarterback coming straight out of college because sometimes I think that uh, he runs the Seahawks like a college team, which is nothing wrong with that, but that's an exciting guy. Right, right. He he is definitely California cool. And 
it, it would work. It would work well for him. Definitely. Okay. Uh, which, so this kind of bleeds in off of that. Um, let's say John Dorsey wasn't here and we had this regime back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, do you think that this regime would have drafted Baker? That is an excellent question. Um, for a couple reasons. So, one, I'm going to answer the question and say it's hard to tell because I don't know, not having actually seen this, a season of this group yet, I've seen them draft, you know, I've seen them, you know, free agency draft, but I, I don't know what they actually are going to do on the field, right? I don't know what their actual product is going to look like. Um, but given what I do know about them, there is a very purposeful and a very um, methodical way that they go about their business, which I kind of like. I like they make lists, kind of, sort of. I feel like there is a bunch of list people there. And <laughs> I don't know that they would be so into the emotional aspect that Dorsey sold us on Baker and that um, Hugh sold us. You know, I, I, I keep hearing the story in my head of them talking about how, oh, you know, this guy, he's a people leader. And, you know, he's like the Pied Piper and everybody in the building wants to just follow him. And it's like, I don't know that they would have been excited by that much so much the emotion of him so much they would have been more analytical to use a bad term on all the quarterbacks and looking at their various skill sets and what they would have to offer and how they would fit into what they were planning to do does that make any sense oh clear as mud yeah so <laughs> I, 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 you said clear as mud. I just don't think they would have picked him. No, I, I, to, to answer, I think they would have been like, nice guy, love the fire and the passion. Although on the other hand, they might looked at his accuracy and like, yeah, you know, that's the most important thing that we need. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what they value most in a quarterback yet. Good point. While I was while you were, I was I was actually wondering. I said, "Wow, it, I wonder if this regime would have taken that alleged deal." Mm. Now that's a thought. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. Because you could make an argument that it's the pro the proven commodity of Russell Wilson is a better choice than you know a rookie that may or may not translate his talent, his skill in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Maybe that is the true, the true answer to that question. They would have looked, you know, how could they benefit from giving that number one pick? You know, I'm going to get Russell Wilson and what else too? You know, that type of thing. Yeah, they may have said, hey, yeah, Russell Wilson and. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
So yeah. I'm not too sure if um well actually on the on the Russell on the alleged Russell Wilson trade, I'm thinking mm, I think they may have went for that. Like you said, and, and of course grabbed a little something more on the backside, either another player or and or draft pick. Um but would this regime have drafted Baker? That is a uh, that's a good question because the same way as the left tackles went this year, you know, no one could figure out who was the best left tackle. They, they, right. All of that. Yeah. You know, all of the analysts were saying, well, this tackle was best at this, this tackle was best at that. And, and so on and so forth. So all the top four tackles were better at something than the other three tackles. Yeah. And it was rather level and it was, it was kind of close to when Baker was getting a, uh, when Baker got drafted too, because I'm not too sure if they ever said who the best was. Uh, do you? Not unless you remember. I, the best quarterback you said, or yes. the best tackle? I don't. I think I don't think there ever was a. I don't think there ever was a decision. Everybody just like this year. Everybody had their own opinion of who they right. thought was the best. Darnold, right. you know. Oh, can't miss. Uh, you know, there was it was easier to say who wasn't as good as as opposed to who was the best. You know, so like Rosen, he had some issues here. And, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, everybody had their own, you know, their own dude. And that's the that's the person that they were, you know, they were championing and saying, this is this is the way to go. This is the dude. So I'm still uh, waiting for uh, Chosen Rosen to show what he can do. I haven't lost faith in that young man yet. Yeah. He kind of had some bad situations. Um, Yeah. Bad Do you remember anything in particular about his bad situation? Well, just his coaching situation. I mean, you know, it's kind of like you went in with the one-year coach and then they basically, he had a year. Who was that? Was that Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. So, so was that our um ex defensive coordinator? No. Uh yes. yes. Oh my that's how he... yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. It's just it was just all there was just a all kind of bad stuff happening. Oh wow, he was here stuff. last year and I can't even remember his name. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's because we, we said Freddie a lot. There's a lot of saying Freddie, Freddie this, Freddie that. I have an, uh, another question though for you. Steve you something, think... I think. Go oh, ahead. And I see it's gonna be stuck. Do you think let's assume let's let's just say for since we're talking about this, let's assume that, that this this leadership is in place, the coach and the GM, and they in fact do not take up the alleged deal from Seattle and they draft a quarterback. And we, we're not even going to say it's Baker, but we'll assume it's Baker. Okay. Does he mm-hmm. start? Is this group the kind of group that throws the rookie quarterback in the fire? Or do they, you know, go with the Tyrod plan? Ooh. Right. I'm thinking like, they would have started to ride the same way. Uh, our past regime did. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. And 
when would he so would he have come back after the Jets game? Or would they have would they have made the decision that, you know, Freddie and Greg and those guys did and just, you know, rode rode the Baker train from there on out? That mm, makes you wonder if they would have got excited like everyone else. Right. Right. We were definitely excited. I mean, I was there on that Thursday night and you talk about, I mean, whew, you talk about a crazy night in Cleveland. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Goodness gracious. The whole city was alive. And again, <laughs> or at least downtown was. Go ahead. Right. How emotional is this group? You know what I'm saying? What do mm-hmm. they, how do they value? Is it, is it, would they have been like, great game, but we have a lot to improve because I see this, 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 or would it have just been raw? Oh, the beer fridges are open. <laughs> you know, that kind of deal. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know, but it, it just, it's fun thinking, you know, what could have happened? What, what are the options we would have had? Good stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, well, let's see. Stefanski was not head coach in Minnesota. Nope. But I can't remember any rookies starting in Minnesota lately. Yeah, no, that, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Even though he doesn't have to emulate what Vikings do, it's just that, you know, Terod Taylor had made a Pro Bowl, and I think he – they may have went to the playoffs. Even I though feel they like they lost. did. Yeah. So, he, you know, he made it, you know, won enough games to get him into the playoffs and had been to a Pro Bowl. And in my opinion, I'm thinking they would have thought that was proven enough where he's like, okay, he's a proven starter. You know, right. what, they, what they would call solid. You know, not right. necessarily exceptional, but, hey, he's a solid starter because he'll get you to the postseason. Kind of like Andy Dalton, you know. Right. Right, and Andy right. Dalton made a whole career in Cincinnati, losing in the playoffs. <laughs> true, true, definitely true. Okay, let us. Are we good on that? We're good. Okay, let us move on to the expectations for one Baker Mayfield, and let's start with leadership expectations on and off the field well i you know all of the quarterbacks i believe in the nfl are experiencing a unique situation due to the pandemic right so you there is nothing going to be quote-unquote normal about this year Uh, which may be good for some, uh, might be bad for others, right? So because I think Baker is kind of new, you know, it's not like I've been doing this for five years and now all of a sudden I got to change my, my game around. You know, it's kind of, he's still in that developing as the, the, the leader of the team, um, the, the voice, so to speak, of the locker room. How is he positioning himself, right? Um, mm-hmm. He... This is his, what is his third coach now? So that's a little heady. There's a lot going on there. So if this is your third boss in two years, it's like, okay, now what's my interpersonal dynamic with this dude? And, you know, 
the expectations, you know, they're all pretty much the same, but it's like, okay, how do I, you know, manage that? And how does he want me to, you know, do my job, so to speak? So on top of that, he's now got to deal with Zoom meetings, right? They're doing all this. There's no, there's no, hey, you know, let me just pile around and, you know, guy stuff, you know, in person. No, they all are talking on the phone in these Zoom meetings. And, you know, there's, there's a, that's different, right? Good or bad, don't know yet, but it's definitely different. And my expectation from him, I'm hearing that he, they are doing some, you know, safe um, kind of things down in Texas or wherever it is he's at where the guys are down there and they're throwing some balls to one another, you know, the light workout kind of thing, which is cool. He He's done that before in years past. Um, but he is really going to have to um, step it up, so to speak when it comes to the season because like the silly you know disagreements or twitter fights with you know cowherd we're not going to have time for that the, he need his energy his focus needs to be all about being the best NFL superstar quarterback he can be and then all that other stuff will just happen just because when you are the man, but he needs to get back to that place. You know, that first year people kind of had him on that pedestal and they were like, Oh yeah, this, this Baker thing's going to work out. And then yes, last year was just, you know, well, you know, it, we're not even going to call it out, but right. he needs to get himself back up there and on that pedestal, that level of respect that he had across the league, not just with the team, right? Because your boys always got you. It's kind of like family. Your family, you're like, okay, you're a little different. But we love you anyway, right? He needs to get, he needs to show himself as leader at that point. And that's, like I said, all crazy stuff, all drama. Um, You know, last year, we had all those commercials every five minutes that Geico commercial was running. And it's like, <laughs> all right, babe, but I, I need you to, I need you to score some, some touchdowns this year. Not, not so many turnovers kind of just like, oh, my quarterback is a superstar and yet I can't win a game. Right. Wow. What a way to put it. A quarterback is a superstar, but I can't win win a game. Right. <laughs> I mean, Ouch. I don't know. I don't know if everywhere they were, they had those progressive commercials on uh, repeat. But oh my goodness, they were killing us here in Ohio. <laughs> yes, they were. Well, well, that's my two cents. Okay. Two cents, buck fifty. We'll call it even. <laughs> With- <laughs> Uh, as far as his leadership off the field, I'm glad to hear that he's holding Camp Baker down there in Texas. Um, right. Even though he, uh, I think he held it, I think he held a similar camp the year before. Mm-hmm. Because I know Njoku was there, and uh, was it Jarvis Njoku, and I can't remember whom else was there. But Camp Baker 
that's that's a good sign as far as leadership off the field. Um, now that you don't hear from him as much on Twitter, which is which is good, even yes. you know, and with this lockdown and people can't not being able to go anywhere, this was the time for people to act up, so to speak. Um, and he hasn't, so he hasn't given us any fodder to feed on. So that's good. I'm I'm appreciating his uh, off-field leadership by staying out the way. And the only news that you do hear about him is holding Camp Baker. And I think he him and his wife made some type of donation or something like that. Right, right. Oh, and he was working out, trying to get rid of his dad bod, I, I believe. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Which fat, was the reaction? Fat <laughs> gate. Was the reaction. Yeah, fat gate was, was a, a bit annoying. It's like, let the man enjoy the offseason, y'all. He's yeah, a millionaire. He's a little puppy, but, you know, it, it'll go away. We got time yet. We got time. I, I have all faith. He's a professional athlete. He'll tighten it down. Right. Right. So, um, as far as on-field leadership, hopefully he'll be able to keep us cool. He'll be able to keep his guys focused mm-hmm. as far as where they need to be when things don't go their way. You know, say there's a penalty right. that doesn't go our way, you know, a call or something like that. Hopefully he'll be able to keep us cool. Him keep his cool itself and keep this guy, keep that offense focused. Uh, I'm not, it's hard for me to really expect him to do anything for the defense. I mean, he's, I don't, I really don't think he's there yet. I mean, those those guys on offense, they love Baker. But, right. you know, I would more look forward to the, the defensive coordinator and um, and maybe Miles Garrett. I think on the defensive side, I, I would, you know, I would kind of expect Miles Garrett to uh, exude some leadership qualities there, but that will be another podcast as far as Miles Garrett is concerned. Absolutely. So, and we can move on to performance expectations. Yes. So, I mean, I I only have one. Uh, Well, maybe two. Um, His accuracy needs to come up, which would then hopefully mean that the turnovers would go down. The turnovers were just a killer. It was just like, you know, everything would be going well. We'd be moving down the field. Oh, and then we throw an interception. It's like, dude, for reals, you're killing me with this. Um, that's the self-afflicted wounds that we just, we don't need. We really can't afford to have. And I know he knows all this. And he would get up there, you know, after the game and say, it's on me. I have to do better. And, you know, you hear that speech and all. And it's great. But hopefully they can figure out, you know, year one, he was a new entity to the defenses. And I think there was a level of, you know, surprise. He could catch people off guard. And then they had a whole off season to study the film, study him, study his tendencies. Um, And I don't know that he had the best coaching scenario to kind of help him make that adjustment, kind of crank it up year two so that they wouldn't catch up so fast. And then it's just like, it was just like, he was just predictable. And it was like, okay, I'm going to just go right here and sit because I know it's coming right here. 
Um, so hopefully with, you know, him having the time to step back and, and look at a whole season of what he did. And, you know, now it is a new system. It is a new coach. But I think they're looking at how can we make him, you know, less predictable, you know, how can we get more movement in the offense and not just be so like drop back, throw a bomb, you know, that type of deal. So I think that'll help him. So that's my that's my on on field. Just get just get them turnovers down, dude. Right. And I heard that most of his interceptions were from when he threw from the pocket. Which mm. was strange. So I don't know if he has an issue seeing from the pocket or not being able to identify the windows within the pocket to throw through or 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 what? Just whatever it is, change it. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> he does right. roll him out, do whatever we need to do. Just just make it work. Because there's all kind of quarterbacks in the NFL that's succeeding now. You don't have to be the standard, you know, six five, you know, stand three three step drop back throw that we got all different kinds of things that's successful. Uh and I, I do think he has the skill to do that. I just think he needs to have the right environment to kind of get all that into place for. Agree. Um hopefully like I and I'm not too sure why he always rolled out to his right so many times, even when he didn't have to. I'm not too sure if that was because he could not trust his line, trust the offensive line's blocking, or if he just felt more comfortable rolling out and throwing from outside of the pocket. Because, like I said, if he threw a lot of interceptions from within the pocket, maybe he was like, hey, man, I got to get outside this pocket so I can see. All right. So I would like to see more accuracy from both places, <laughs> you know, right. if he can't throw, you know, I mean, right. because if, if he can't throw from the pocket, then they're going to have to figure something out. Either he's going to have to go through the uh, Drew Brees, picking your windows in the pockets, school of quarterbacking, or they're going to have to develop some plays where he's going to be able to see guys from the position that he does roll out to. I will say this much. He has a lot of really excellent tools to work with. Um, Jarvis, Odell, um, Chubb. I mean, those three alone right there, that gives you a lot of options, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I really am putting a lot of faith in the fact that I think that the coaching staff will be able to figure out better ways to get those options free. I mean, I, I'm not even going into the Hollywood, you know, Higgins and um, what's the other running back's name? Trying to break right now. But, and then the rookies, and then, I mean, there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball as well. And I think it, you know, we got a coach that's really into tight ends. What does he say? You can't have enough tight ends, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm willing to do it five yards at a time. You just keep going five yards down the field, you will eventually get to the end zone. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I think that a better system suited around what he can do might might solve some of that. So I'm I'm 
optimistic. Okay. Good. All right. And to wrap this up, stats. Stats. Touchdowns, yards, and interceptions. You know, truthfully, the only stat I really care about, two. Touchdowns up, turnovers down. Like, if he could be the quarterback and score, like, twice as many touchdowns as he did this year with half the turnovers and half the yards, I don't know if that's physically even possible. It wouldn't even matter. Like, to be a 4,000-yard, 3,000-yard throw a quarterback, like, whatever, the purpose of the whole exercise is to win the game. So utilize him the best way you can to win the game. So, yeah. Numbers. Okay. Numbers mean the only numbers that matter is the ones that allow you to score touchdowns because it's all about what is the scoreboard at the end of the game. Absolutely. Well, I will go ahead and throw some numbers on there as far as my expectations of stats. At a minimum, seeing how there are 16 games, it shouldn't be too much to ask for at least 32 touchdowns. Can I ask this question? What if they don't get sure. to play 32 games? Or what if they don't get to play 16 games, rather? Uh, let's please have at least two <laughs> touchdowns per game. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because if we can throw two and run into, then there's 28 points, you know. Gotcha. If we get the extra get the extra points and then hopefully our defense will be able to hold the other team below 28 points. Okay. That I, I like so, the way you're it, thinking there. I, you know, just to try to, I'm just trying to be fair. <laughs> and interceptions, no one's perfect. So if you can throw, let's say, half as many interceptions as you do touchdowns. So if you throw 32, if you do throw 32 touchdowns, hey, I can't be too mad at 16, but let's try to keep it single digits. Okay. <laughs> you know. Ooh. At 16, I would kind of understand, but 9, I would be ecstatic. Ooh. So, let's cut. See, the difference between 9 and 16 is 7, so if you throw see, 32 touchdowns and maybe 12 interceptions, I'll, I will accept that with open arms. Okay. Yeah, that would be quite, quite a uh, good season if we get some numbers like that. Hopefully. I think it'd be an improvement. Yeah. E- even though I should have had last season's stats handy, who knows? He might already threw 32 touchdowns last season. Uh, he, <laughs> he did. He did. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, signing off. I'm James. This is Lisa. And go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs>